0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: Um, Welcome to a special edition of the Indie Cafe on Red Velvet Media, Blog Talk Radio. And today, that was from the new CD, In the Blazes, by Aaron Lee Tazjan. I'm saying it correctly, I know. And it's such a cool last name. Um, And I have Aaron live in the studio with me. He's in Texas right now, um, actually doing some gigs. And um, also, I have Uh, Spencer Drake from the Indie Cafe calling in from New York. So I'm going to bring everyone into the studio. Wanted to let everyone know that the chat room is open. And if you'd like to uh, tune in, you can listen to this afterwards on Red Velvet Media Blog Talk Radio on iTunes or on Red Velvet Media On Demand. And uh, I just wanted to say today is Friday and uh, I hope everyone's starting it off really good. And uh, yeah, that song is just what we need right now, made in America. So let me bring everyone in to the studio. Aaron's calling live from uh, Texas, and Spencer, I'm waiting for you so I can hear. I'm buzz here. Buzz. I'm it's here. Going going rock and roll. rock and roll, Spencer
2: and Aaron, <laughs> Aaron are you there? <laughs> I sure am. Hey, cool, Aaron's man. in
1: Texas. Aaron's in Texas, man. He's <laughs> he's 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 rocking it out there. Yeah. So, um he played last night, Spence, and um uh, I wanna I wanna hear about his gig but let's first um uh, I wanna first talk about uh this is for your new C V release in the Blazes and uh somebody's typing. Who's typing? Is that you Spencer? No. Oh, somebody's typing i hear noise um anyway this is a cool cd you've got some really cool tracks on there and uh we opened up with made in america which i think should be our theme song for the year for the year that's left i mean it's a "Made great in America." Song. we want it we want it. yeah it is it's got a very john cougar sound you know but your own sound too aaron i was telling you uh. a Telling your uh, manager a lot yesterday When we talked to confirm the show I really love some of these songs on here Have some really unique sounds um, Thank you Why don't you. we start off with um, Yeah, no, awesome Why don't we start off with first How you and Spencer met And then talk about your new CD And then I'd like to segue into you playing last night And your whole um, What it's like and who you're on tour with And all that so Spencer
0: Yeah, I mean, I, Aaron was uh playing a rockwood i believe and i saw a write-up on him and i got kind of like i felt this intuitive thing he had he was like this visionary musician coming out of the woods yeah. you know Absolutely. and so um he also had this thing i think written about it. he had done something with jack white and, uh, Adler, mm-hmm. and jack white actually sent me the 45 uh and um and i that's how I started to know about him. And then he came out with an I album. I don't
1: have the 45. Yeah, it was, a long the time ago. it was a long time ago. It was
0: a while ago, but Holly. Aaron. And then, you're on then. my
1: list, Aaron.
0: Uh-oh. <laughs> no. Uh-oh. That's no, Jack White. Uh, we're talking I about Jack. I love you. It's okay. Well, Jack
1: White. I can, I can tell well, listen, Jack what, White is what—this is what happened, Holly,
0: let me tell you the story. <laughs> I sent my 45. Let me tell you the story. I sent my 45 I books listened. to Jack White. Holly, I sent my 45 book to Jack White, and then unbeknownst, (laughs) listen to this story. It's great. I get a box of 45s. I I get a box of 45s from Jack White with the 45 in it. So I said, this is cool. And so, uh, anyway, Aaron, uh, I saw him at City Winery also, and he did a a number one. And he did his first album with Rockwood, and I heard I said, this guy's really incredible. And then I saw him at City Winery, and I said... He's got a lot of stuff, he's gonna be something, and that's how I brought him into the show.
1: Well he is something. Aaron, you are something.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well thank you. You are Yeah, he's great. He's a great he's a great songwriter.
1: Yeah, I mean, I got this, and um, it's very interesting. Um, let's, so let's talk about the title of your um, CD, In the Blazes. I love the cover art. That's really cool.
2: Thank
3: you. Very
1: Willie Thank Nelson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: I love Willie, man. If you yeah, get it's Willie Nelson. <laughs> I
1: love yeah. it. Sure. No, it's great. I love it, In the Blazes. So tell me about the – tell me – first, let's start out with, like, what- What got you into music, and where and let's like segue back to where you started and kind of where we got to today with this new c d release and your new your tour you're doing right now, which is awesome
2: thank you I mean i yeah, I started in music as a guitar player, really, I mean, I always wrote songs and I wanted to be a songwriter, but um, I mm-hmm. think I was a little intimidated to do it because the second you stand up in a, you know, in a room of your peers and say, okay, I'm, I'm a songwriter. That means that Mm -hmm. you're now stacked up against John Prine and Guy Clark and Willie Nelson and Billy Joe Shaver and Todd Snyder and all these people, you know, who are, who are, you know, Jason Isbell and, and, um, all those guys, you know, Sturgill Simpson and, and Chris Stapleton and everybody, you know, all these great writers, um, You know that have come come down the line through the years and so you know if you're gonna if you're gonna go around calling yourself a songwriter you kind of have to um you know reckon with the idea that um (laughs) that that's your competition all of a sudden you know and uh and so that was very intimidating to me so i was i was just playing guitar you know um for a lot of different bands i played guitar for tons of bands through the years um and um I was writing songs the whole time, and then when I moved to Nashville, there really wasn't the work for a guitar player that there was when I was living in New York. You know, when I was living in New York, I was playing with people like the New York Dolls and um, the Golden oh, Palominos yeah. and
3: we that love kind of the stuff. New York Dolls.
0: <laughs> yeah, they rule. Um, well, let me ask you and, a question, yeah. uh, and I wanted to write, but you actually have a jazz background of some sort, right? Uh, you played in uh... – didn't you play That's Lincoln true. Center? You did something with jazz.
1: Ooh, gallon- a secret side to you we don't know about. Do tell.
0: <laughs> well, I was, yeah, I, I was, uh,
2: I was in the. My dad, you know, my dad worked for Ohio State. Um, he was on the administrative mm-hmm. staff at Ohio State University when I was growing up, and he also, mm-hmm. um, had, uh, you know, two master's degrees, and he was a very very well-educated man, so he, from his perspective, you know, if I was going to do music, I needed to be, I needed to go through the proper schooling to do it, which he thought was oh, playing yeah. jazz music. so it was kind of more something that I did for my dad than anything else, but yeah, I did, I was in the Columbus yeah. Youth Jazz Orchestra, and I went to, oh, wow. um, I went to, to New York to play in the essentially Ellington competition, um, which is a thing that wow. the Jazz at Lincoln Center puts on and uh i didn't even I didn't even play a solo or anything like but that, but they gave me the award for the best guitar player, like I got an award from Wynton Marcellus
1: oh nice that's
2: great a thing wow. for yeah playing jazz guitar or whatever and then my dad really wanted me to go to college for it, which I did for about three months. I went to the Berkeley College of <laughs> Music to have a full scholarship for jazz guitar performance. And, uh, Three but man, I was, you know, I just wanted to do, I just wanted to write songs really. And, um, mm-hmm. so it didn't, it didn't hold my interest for too long.
0: Well, you were in a group like, called semi, you were in a group cool. called semi precious weapons, uh, right. That yeah. Major, yeah. What was that about? Well, yeah. that was, we were trying,
2: you know, that was my first, that was my first New York band really. I mean, um, you know, I had, they were all from the, the, all those guys in that band had gradu- actually graduated from Berkeley, but I didn't know them. They mm-hmm. were older than I was. I didn't know them at the time that I was there, but I did I did record on on a friend of mine's record up in Boston, um, and the guy who was engineering that record had also done some solo albums of Justin Tranter, who was the singer from Semi Precious Weapons, and. He just told me, he said, man, Justin's looking for a guitarist. He wants to start a rock and roll band. He doesn't know where to start. Um, and, uh, you know, would you be interested? And I said, I'll go see him sing. You know, and I did. And uh, and then we became friends. You know, I went over to his house and played a few songs, you know, that I'd yeah. written. And then we played a couple of his songs. And then I got an email from him that said, I'm starting a band. If you want to be in it, you can. And um,
3: oh, I nice. said, okay.
2: And about... Great. You know, about two two years later or so, we had signed with Razor and Tie, and um, we were out on tour all over the place. Our our opening act, like for the last the last several shows that we played in New York when I was in the band, the opener was always Lady Gaga. This was before she got her record Ah. deal and all that kind of stuff. (laughs) And then she uh, she after I after I quit the band, she remembered them. Because the record wasn't really selling on Razor and Tie, and but she remembered uh, them. And so she bought she bought them out of their record deal and gave them a, gave them a new record I deal remember um, hearing on her about own label that. and took them all over the world. They must have played, you know, 300 gigs or something like that with Lady Gaga. I mean, it was, you know, crazy. They play Every Monster Ball show and all that kind of stuff, they were on all those.
1: That's great. You know, she lives here. She lives up in this area. She's got a house up here, and it's really funny. Oh, okay. She'll, she'll go out just a little out, and she'll stand <laughs> on the side of the road and hitchhike. No, because this is such a small town. Everybody knows everyone, and so she knows sure. she's safe. But she'll stand on the side of the road. She was in a pink tutu, um, <laughs> tights and uh, high tops, and uh, I think she had um, a pink wig on and a hat, and she was t- hitchhiking. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> she wanted to ride up to her house in the hills. It was pretty funny, but that's cool that you worked with um that 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 happened. That's so interesting. And um, I was reading, I was reading, you know, Spencer. I don't know if you saw this, but I saw in the, uh, in the your bio, I got yeah, um, you're yep. described as the underdog of East Nashville. You're a songwriter that can handle his shit, and then <laughs> <laughs> also. I'm That's informed true. that you're a very grounded dude. You have a zen way of being. So there you go. So um, I'd like to uh, ask who your mentors were. I mean, obviously your dad got you into music, but um, Spence, you know how we all have our mentors. Who was your mentor? Yeah. Up with your music,
2: my main two ones were probably uh, Kevin Kinney from Driving and Crying. Um, mm-hmm. He's probably had the biggest, the biggest. Um, you know, effect on me of anybody and has been the, been the nice, I mean, he's, I, everything, you know, everything that I have is came from Kevin, you know, six degrees of separation from Kevin. So, um, mm-hmm. he, you know, I'm very, very grateful to him. But, uh, and then the other guy was BP Fallon, you know, who managed semi-purchase oh, yeah. weapons yeah. in the early days. But he and I have remained friends and we've written songs together. You know, he does his own music now and I helped produce his record and played guitar on it and wrote the songs with him and, and Nigel oh, Harrison awesome. and Clem Burke from Blondie and Right. Um oh, yeah,
3: you know, we come, had Ian McLagan
2: yeah. on that record as well. Um that's incredible. And faces, um and the small faces, yeah. So yeah, it was really fun, man. But B P, you know, I mean, even more so than a than a musical collaborator has just been, you know, really honest Mm -hmm. with me and really um, helpful, you know, about my music, you know, throughout my life. Uh, He's just sort of has that, you know, way about him. I think, you know, we used to do publicity, of course. So, you know, for Zeppelin and and T-Rex and, and, you know,
3: tons of people. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, you
0: know,
3: we so he has. So I,
0: you know, I'm friends with him on Facebook, and I notice I, I could tell uh-huh. how close you are, Aaron, with him because whenever you post something, BP Fallon's. You're sure his name and my name will be on there a lot, you know. But it, his <laughs> name is on there all the time. I always see that, so I know you guys are very close. Oh
1: uh, yeah, BP's yeah, awesome. We you know are. I forgot. Let's give your website out real quick. And you're also okay. on Facebook, and you're also on Twitter. I, and you can get yep. your the new CD on the website, and you can also get it in, um, I believe it's on Amazon and also in the iTunes store, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can get it's it pretty much digitally places. anywhere. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So it's A, hey, Can a- I ask you a
0: question, Holly? I want to ask him one question. Mm-hmm. Oh, what, Aaron, the al- the album <clears throat> Crooked River Burning, why don't you talk about yeah. that? Yeah. Because Anton Fear was producing from Lounge Lizards. That seems of very interesting. Yeah. What was that about? Yeah. That about?
2: yeah. Um... Well that was my <laughs> first real solo effort. Um and uh I um I had been living in New York for about 8 years or so at that point and Anton was somebody who I revered and respected as an artist and producer and musician um really he was, you know, one of the top guys for me in New York, you know, at the time. And, and, um, you know, I'd worked with him on Kevin Kinney's solo record, a good country mile, Kevin Kinney and the golden Palominos. And, uh, I played guitar on that and I knew that Anton was very demanding. Um, but I thought that would be good for me on my first time out, you know, to have somebody that really had strong opinions that I knew that I already agreed with, um, innately, um, and uh and so um I just kinda chose him um because I thought he was the he would be the best guy, you know, to push me and, and make me better and I think he absolutely did that. You know, I don't think that I would have had uh you know, that record ended up uh number one on the iTunes uh songwriter yeah, songwriter awesome. chart. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. you know, I don't think uh I don't think uh, it would have nearly had the reception it did if it hadn't been for Anton, um, you know, Radio. helping to produce it and playing drums and all that.
0: Well, it's interesting. Is cool. picking? Tell me the story about. I mean, picking a producer sometimes can get either a musician in trouble or it works with you because I know musicians who have found you know big names. You know what I mean? And they think, wow, this sure. Is cool. And you get hooked up, and all of a sudden it's been a disaster, or it's good. So you had good chemistry, right, with the people you pick. You seem to know when you do your thing. And I know you have a good head trip about this.
2: Well, yeah, man. I mean, I just, you know, I don't want to, I've spent so long as a guitar player and I've been in situations where both where I've been hired to, to do what I do and be me. And I've also had times that have been more, um, sort of, you know, uh, on a, on a, on a, um, on an artistic level, just kind of less fulfilling because, you know, you end up getting hired by somebody that either doesn't know what you do or, you know, is right. trying to mold mm-hmm. you into doing something different. Um, right. That can be really challenging. So when I pick the people that I work with, I just <clears throat> like to pick people who I'm a fan of, you know? Oh, good. And yeah and exactly. and i want to i want to work with them because i love what they do you know mm-hmm. and i want to i want to get some of that mojo on my thing so i i like to just work with people that i already love because you know why 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 try to why try to mold somebody into something that they're not you know not, rather right? than just
3: that's just
1: totally, you know joy and that's enjoy really cool and, that and you can do that are. Yeah. No, no, yeah. no. That's really important because I, as with Spencer and I, we we like bounce off each other, and we've been uh-huh. doing this for a while. And it's kind of like you know when you're going to be able to work with somebody or not, and sure. uh, you know it's it's frustrating sometimes because you become really close to the person, and you know you do have those personal um, challenges, but you get over them. But you know, as I was going to say, really quickly. Let me say this real, Um, I want to say your website really quick. It's A-A-R-O-N-L-E-E and then dot ncom And if you want to call in, our number is 347-677-1036. And again, today is a special edition of the Indie Cafe with Aaron Lee. Taz Jan, didn't I say that right? Taz yeah. Jan. I did it perfect.
0: We Perfect. were talking
1: about how to pronounce his name earlier, Spencer. It was really cute, and uh, <laughs> I said, "Oh, okay, cool," Cause, you know it's really funny. And I, Shush, Spencer. If it was food, you know I'd know how to say emu or something, right? <laughs> don't even get me started on food, Erin, because you don't want to, because um, I'm a food. Oh. I'm a foodie. I love food. I love to oh, really? and
0: I love to Oh yeah, food. she's a big yeah. food fan. Big food,
1: wait, big so food. have you wait? So he's in Texas right now. I want to hear about last night and I want to hear about the food in Texas and um <laughs> I saw you in redneck practices. That's crazy. I love it. Um Yeah,
2: last night was fun. We were in Fort Worth, Texas at the Live Oak Music Hall. Um wow. I was opening mm-hmm. up a show for uh Ray Wiley Hubbard, um who's Yay. one of my favorite singers I and love songwriters. That of all time um mm-hmm. and uh yeah we had a good crowd really you know full nice full room and and uh you know had our fun and got on down the road but yeah i don't i'm not i'll be honest with you i don't uh i'm not a huge food person i'll probably eat like a bag of carrots and be and a bag of beef jerky you know <laughs> most times uh turkey jerky Turkey's
1: <coughs> better for you
2: <laughs> yeah it probably uh, is but i'm i'm not i'm not trying to be here, here too. for too long so
1: oh um, wait we have to have you here for a long time come on you're gonna bring you're gonna bring some new music i mean this new music is awesome It's it's got yeah, a it lot of energy. Mm-hmm. so wait the opening track we started out with made in america tell me about mm-hmm. that track really quick what was your inspiration and what made you write that one
2: it's just a it's just a song for me and all my friends that that you know get out there and and do what we do that don't really have any good reason to do it. I mean, I don't, you <laughs> know. I don't have I don't have a single one. I mean, I don't have any of the reasons that would normally compel people to do this. I don't really mm-hmm. care or want to be famous. I, that doesn't matter to me at all. Um I I kind of feel like um just the fact that I you know, got to open for Ray Wiley last night, like I could probably retire after that and be totally happy. Um, <laughs> you know, and I don't, I also, Wait, I don't have, you know. you're doing his
1: birthday party Wednesday, right? Next week you're doing a birthday party for him. That's actually,
2: uh, his birthday is today. Um, and oh. the show, I have shows with him tonight and tomorrow that'll be oh. his oh birthday gosh. shows. But it's big. His big birthday show is tomorrow night in Austin, Texas, at the Paramount Theater. So we'll Jeez. be in oh, Austin wow. tomorrow night.
0: That'd be cool.
2: Yeah, nice. it should be a lot of fun. I mean, you
0: know who I did design for? I did design for the fabulous Thunderbirds, Aaron, with Jimmy. Oh Vaughan. yeah, sure. And course. I did their album, Tough Enough album, which was huge. And those guys, I love. I love that whole Austin thing, you know, down there. Yeah, it's really cool. That's where <laughs> That's um Kelsey
1: and Shane are. The people that I told you about last night, um, Beauty for Ashes, they were going to try to come to your show last night. We're trying to get them to come in. Yeah, they're awesome. And oh, listen, I
0: want to I want to mention on the air that Aaron is playing at the Slipper Room, right, at November nineteenth. (laughs) The Slipper Room. The Slipper Room for Aaron. Aaron's playing in New York at the Slipper Room.
1: I know. I saw that. Aaron, why don't you tell us about what you're currently working on? What's coming up right now? Because we want to talk more about your In the Blazes uh, new CD too. Yeah.
2: Um, what are you currently I'm working on right
1: of,
2: now? I'm just on the never-ending tour, really. Um, I mean, the I have about
1: tour. I have
2: about half okay. I have about half or so of a new album written, um, and oh, cool. I'll prob, I mean, if hopefully I'll be making a new record. I think sometime around February or March, right. maybe. Wow. Um
1: who is playing with uh, you on it
2: Who's playing I haven't figured that out. I haven't figured that out yet. I kinda like mm-hmm. let try to let the songs dictate all of that kind of stuff, right. but I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of the same people that were on in the blazes ended up playing on on the next one as well. That's cool. That's
1: you want to cool. talk about who those guys were? who was on the Blazes? sure in the blazes uh, yeah, let's hear about it.
2: The producer and bass player is a guy named Eli Thompson. He and I played in a band called Everest together. We were on Vapor Records, which is Neil Young's record label. Um, and we were yeah. kind of like the California, um, California, you know, rock band of some kind, yeah. you know, Um and uh, and then, you know, and Eli is currently the, the bass player for Father John Misty, um, as is the drummer who played on the record, uh, Dan Bailey, who was also in Everest with me. And as is the lead guitar player and male harmony singer on In the Blazes, um, a guy named David Vanderveld. He plays with Father John Misty as well, but he also used to record for Secretly Canadian. He's got his own music that's really fantastic. Mm. Um wow. he was uh he used to open for Richard Swift a bunch when Richard was doing his solo stuff wow. before mm-hmm. he was in the Black Keys and, and uh the Shins and all those bands. Um but uh but yeah, those guys and then also um my friend Joel Graves, who was in Everest with me and actually now co owns the studio New Monkey that we recorded at, um, which Elliot Smith built oh,
3: nice.
2: um and made from a basement on a hill there, his last record that he put out. Um, and, um, and so Joel was, Joel played on the record as well, some guitar on the record as well. So it was just, it was just a family, you know, a family affair, yeah, um, that's you know, all just mm-hmm. the people that I know and, and love and, um, that's nice. and have natural musical intuition for what it is that I'm trying to do.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it's really amazing so. to me how uh, musicians have this thing like, uh, when they get together, they're able. The chemistry, you know, the, seems to work, right? Aaron, it seems. Yeah, to, there has
1: to be. You have this thing. Yeah, there has yeah. to be that chemistry. Yeah. yeah, it has to be there because you know I've heard of so many different bands, and I've been around. When there's a little bit of a conflict with one person, it kind of carries over, and then it carries over into the music, and then it kind of breaks things up, or whatever. But, you know, you guys all kind of like really communicate with each other and really know. Exactly. It's like the communication part really has to be there. Um, You know, I was going to ask you, what were you listening to? What kind of music were you listening to when you were growing up?
2: When I was growing up, I started on um, you know, a mixture of like, you know, my mom and my dad's records. So my mom was Mm -hmm. like Dylan, the Beatles, huge Beatles, um oh, really? Stones, um, early Dylan stuff, like the pre the pre electric Dylan stuff. Yeah, yeah, the classic um yeah. yeah, uh like Arlo Guthrie, that kind of thing. And then my dad was oh, like cool. count base orchestra,
1: um wow. Oh he liked uh, he liked like the stuff, all that, yeah. No, Edda James. Like
2: we never really listened to Edda James, but Big Jiz. Big
0: Jazz, right?
2: Because. Yeah. Mose Allison. Um, right. he loved Mose Allison. Uh Ornette Joey Coleman. DiCesco, uh Ornette Coleman, yeah. Um you know, all basically all that kind of stuff. And then my dad was also a, a um a jazz trombone player himself, um, when he was a kid in oh, you know, in wow. high school and college and stuff. Yeah. Um, so he was he was also into a lot of guys like Slide Hampton and Curtis Fuller and and um, some great jazz trombone players. So I listened to kind of a mixture of those kind of things. My dad did like some popular music. James Brown was his favorite.
0: Um, oh yeah. Right.
2: The first The first concert I ever saw in my life, I was about eight years old, was James Brown.
0: Oh my god. <laughs> and
2: uh, and I was wow. and I was the best with capes Mm -hmm. like like capes were my uh, you know I wore capes to school and stuff like that sometimes and uh uh when that went at the end of the show they did please please me and that guy came out and put the cape around James Brown's shoulders and as soon as Mm -hmm. I saw that cape I just thought singer that's what I'll do I'll be a singer because then maybe I could wear a cape
0: wow (laughs) that's a cool story
1: hey listen um, really quickly, I don't mean to bum anyone out, but there's some breaking news. I just got a, a, a info from my mom. She told oh. me that um yeah yeah, yeah, paris uh. there's over a hundred hostages taken in paris and really? thirty five wow. people oh, are 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 gone from this earth right now <coughs> oh my god, but hey Is listen, that... you know i'm not trying i'm not trying to I'm not trying to um Bum this out, but it's really funny because the hostages were taken at the concert hall where the American, rock, where they say that the Eagles and Death Metal was playing. Oh my so God, that's kind of weird. Yeah, is- kind of very strange. Yeah, I just got that. I just got that. She sent me. Unbelievable, and I guess it's breaking news. But you know what? Yeah. You know that's what I think. Made in America is really important because we. We really need, to, like, I'm not even going to go into politics because people know not to discuss politics with me. But um, my whole thing is, you know, it's like we're in a country where we really need to be ex- happy that we're in where we are because we have freedom of certain to a certain extent. And I think that that song was really powerful to open up with, and I think it's yeah. an amazing yeah. song. And uh, you missed part of that, Spence, but you got part of you heard a little bit of it.
0: Oh, yeah. Are you kidding? Oh, the opening song I heard. Yeah. yeah.
1: Cool. And, Great. you know, for anyone yeah. that missed the beginning and has missed any of this interview, you can listen to it afterwards um, on iTunes and also on demand under the Indie Cafe with Spencer Drake and myself, Holly Stuffy, um, on Red Velvet Media Blog Talk Radio. Because Spencer and I, we do a lot of shows together. And then I do some yep. shows, but we love doing shows together. Huh, Spencer?
0: That's right. We're like big clicked since That's 2010, right. like, ladies and gentlemen. We 2010. Are. We've been that far back.
1: Yeah. <laughs> we are. Oh, yeah,
0: I far. gotta ask. Lee, I gotta ask Aaron a question. Did you have you played yeah, Europe at all? Have you done Europe at all, or? Yeah. No
1: hear about this.
0: I have.
2: I have. Um, I've He's not going
1: to Paris. <laughs> yeah, know. the last Eric.
2: time that I was in Paris was 2007, <laughs> maybe. Um, yeah. I was with yeah. Semi Precious weapons. No, I'm sorry. Uh, Alberta Cross played uh, the, the rock festival in the park there in Paris uh, in uh-huh.
3: 2012.
2: So that was the last time that I was there but yeah, I've been to, I've been to Europe a bunch of times, never just on my own, like any solo shows that I've ever played over there were opening for Kevin Kinney or something like that. But, um, yeah, I've been to, you know, I've been to Paris, I've been to England, I've been to Ireland, I've been to, um, the Netherlands, I've been to Sweden, I've been to Germany, um, I've been to Spain, um... You've been I've to been Spain, to, that
1: reminds me of a Joni Mitchell song I've been to Spain, I've been to Rome I've been to, you know it's cool. <laughs> Oh
2: yeah, yeah, sure I love that's a Joni Mitchell California. Man. Was, the <laughs> Paris, France
1: Read the news and it sure looks bad <laughs> They won't my, uh, a my, yeah. yeah My
2: favorite Joni Mitchell song Is uh, Both Sides Now I think that's oh, an incredible song
1: Yeah, really good oh, That's really such good. a great yep. song the California and um River and Blue are some of my favorite. I just think there's so much emotion in that. Did you like Joni
0: Mitchell?
2: Yeah. Oh yeah. I loved Joni Mitchell. I had uh my favorite yeah. song of hers when I was a young kid, like to listen to my mom's record collection was Chelsea Morning. But um
1: oh, I love that.
2: I, uh, yeah, I just, I don't know. I She did a, when she got sick, um, you know, a few months ago, and a bunch of people yeah. were posting videos. And my friend Patrick Sweeney, who is a fantastic, mm-hmm. uh, singer, songwriter, and guitar player, taught Dan Auerbach how to play the blues. Uh, Dan was oh. the lead oh, guitar king. player in the Patrick Sweeney band. Yep. Um, Patrick's from Akron, Ohio. And, uh, but he lives in Nashville now, in our, in our neighborhood there in East Nashville. And, and, um, she uh, had posted a video of Joni singing "Both Sides Now," but it was at some sort of tribute to her or something like that. And she was doing it with an orchestra. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was the version that she had re-recorded of it that came out in you know the early 2000s or whatever. And I mean, it was it's just uh, time- if you're in a YouTube vortex, I highly recommend watching it. It's absolutely wow. incredible, incredible performance wow. and totally totally different oh, than the no, original, but really awesome. beautiful.
0: Do you get into blues? Blues at all? Yeah, I like um
2: I like Slim Harpo is probably my main ride as far as blues That's is nice. concerned. I just I like the way he sings. There's something about the the readiness of his voice that really mm-hmm. appeals to me. It kinda yeah. cuts in a certain way. Yeah. um but then you know as far as guitar players are concerned man i mean you know they're all amazing freddie king certainly right. um R- Ot- freddie Otis king Rush. going
0: down aaron going down freddie king yeah absolutely yeah. absolutely
2: one of the one of the greatest of all time in my opinion um and uh yeah um but uh elmore james certainly oh, yeah. um uh you know big bill bransy um Guitar Slim, Lightning Hopkins, uh, you know all those. Obviously, you know the the ones that the great, everybody does. The great, muddy, great. muddy Waters and and all those as well. Oh, but, I yeah, love well, I love Muddy
1: Waters.
2: I love all that stuff. Yeah, Howlin'
0: Wolf was one of my favorites. Howlin' Wolf. Sure. Yeah, man,
2: can't go wrong with Howlin' Wolf. I mean,
0: I mean, his early album. I have his early album. It has a guitar. I love this Aaron. It's got a guitar on a rocking mm-hmm. chair. Front cover. It's one of the great yes. front covers. Right? I've seen that, that cover, that's a heavy yeah. album. That's a heavy album. Spoonfuls on it, I think. Um Right. And the Stones were so influenced by him, right? The Rolling Stones was so influenced hugely. by Al- Yeah, hugely, right?
2: Hugely influenced by him. And 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 you know, it's so I mean the Stones the Stones what the to me, like part of the pure beauty of the Stones is the uh absolutely you know, unadulterated enthusiasm for music that they had. So much so that, like, even if you're, let's say you're watching, like, uh, the Tammy show, you know, their famous performance from the Tammy show, where they do, um, uh, I'm trying to remember, I think they do, uh, I Want to Be Your Man and uh, I Just Want to Make Love to You. And Mm -hmm. during I Mm -hmm. Just Want to Make Love to You, you can literally see Mick Jagger stealing the dance moves that ja- that James Brown had just done on that same stage not 10 minutes oh ago. Oh my god. How funny. <laughs> I mean it's so don't cool,
1: man. That is so about. cool. don't wow. even get me started about him. I don't even want to go there. <laughs> I don't yeah, want he's to so go cool.
2: There. I love it. I, I just I went wanna, to see wanna, me and my dad just went to wanna, see the Stones actually.
1: I love seeing the Stones in concert you know but when yeah, you got a lot so of, when you really know what's going on behind behind the scenes then you kind of have a little different of an outlook on everything but i want to ask you something um yeah if you could play because i know you've been playing and you've done a lot of really cool stuff and i know Spencer has done a lot of research on it and told me and filled me in on a lot of stuff i want to ask you if you could play with anyone here now or um you know that's Gone already? Who would it be, and why?
2: Anybody? Yes.
1: Anyone? Um, anyone? You? And tell me who it is, and why? In here, now, in the past, or like whatever. Even in space.
2: <laughs> uh,
1: I've, I've probably probably
2: probably Guy Clark, um, because oh, wow. he's wow. because he's a master. I mean, he's to me, he's probably. Like I think him and John Prine are probably the best two living songwriters in America, in my opinion. Um, uh, and maybe maybe Lucinda Williams is up there with them on that level, but there's just not, You know, there's a very small group of people that are that good. But I've heard that I've always heard that Guy Clark is very um, forthcoming with uh, very sort of brutally honest advice about songs and songwriting and all that kind of stuff. So I feel like I would I would play I would want to play with Guy because I would probably learn the most from it. It would probably
1: make wow. me better.
0: Yeah, that's a great answer. That's
1: amazing. Yeah. Now, have
0: you played Can with you know. Danny Harvey, by the way?
1: Love wow. Danny,
2: absolutely.
0: Cool.
3: Yeah.
0: I, I we played, have the greatest uh, relationship. This guy is unreal, right? Right, Aaron. I saw yeah. him play oh, in New absolutely. York. And and you know when he was on the stage, he reminded me of Jimmy Vaughn, literally. Yeah. And he. He has the licks with – and he plays with – you You and I know this. He plays with the famous. So he, he's like this incre- – Holly, he's an incredible guitarist. I mean, he's
3: – he is,
0: And his wife is uh, a great singer, right? His wife. And uh, he's just an amazing musician, right? Uh, did, do you play with him at all? That's my question. Yes.
2: Um, I do. Yeah. In fact, um, he and I – are on a record with bp fallon called uh bp fallon live in texas that we recorded last uh spring i want to say last fall or last spring i can't remember one of the two uh in austin texas at the austin beer garden um Mm -hmm. and uh yeah, man, it's always a pleasure to play with Danny. Love playing with Danny. He's, he's a, a really he's great a,
0: guy. He's just got those roots. He looks like you know, he's one of the great ones, right? He's one of those.
2: Oh, definitely. I mean, he's he's studied it all, man, and he know. You know, he's got, you know, he can he can pull anything from Scotty Moore to to Jimmy Page out of his right. out of his back. <laughs> trick. And and it's you know he's got a very he's deep. I like Danny a lot. Great guitar player.
0: Yeah. Good. But I mentioned
1: that. Yeah, Yeah, that's amazing. Well, like, so, are you going to do anything for the holidays? Like, do any special uh, uh, Christmas gigs or any certain songs or anything? Yeah. Um,
2: you know, I probably not. Um, I I'll I, you know I have gigs and stuff around the holidays, but I don't usually. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not. I grew up in kind of a weird uh, I had to go to this Christian school that I didn't like and wear a tie and go to chapel and all that kind of stuff. And that was all very rooted around holidays. And like, you know, I don't know. I'm, you know, I don't really approve of or agree with the history lesson that we give kids about Thanksgiving and, uh, you know, and there's, and there's all sorts of like Strange stuff nowadays that's getting tied to Christmas with people and their Starbucks cups and all that kind of stuff. So I just I can't oh, even really think
1: about really? it without... Oh, that was so messed up. People are so messed up. It's like, come on now. You know with the Starbucks cups.
0: Oh, that's incredible. It's yeah, that whole stupid. thing's incredible. It's
1: so Ollie. stupid. Yeah,
0: unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, it's, unbelievable. It's
1: like, finding, it's like we have so much more in the world to be worrying about rather than the bloody cup you're drinking or latte or whatever in you know yeah we all love the red cups but you know what (laughs) it was red red also you know they have that whole red campaign right now you know red's been for Africa for AIDS and for all that so think of the cup as being red for the holidays and for um you know for Africa and stuff
0: that's right
1: right. gosh so if people get weird I'm sorry I didn't mean to interrupt you
0: but, uh, uh, that
1: Aaron, Aaron, you that live was... in
0: Nashville, right? You live in Nashville. I do. Nashville. And, I live in and Nashville. And let me ask you a question. I mean, Nashville is becoming the center of so many things now. People going down there, and literally, you know, this. What do you like about Nashville? I'm going to ask you about. Do you connect with a lot down there? The networking thing, and it must be huge.
2: Um, I wanted to be when I kind of. I think I had a I you know, when I was leaving New York, um having d do, just done Crooked River Burning and I had an eye set on continuing to to write songs and maybe trying to to become, you know, a song a full time songwriter. Um, I decided to go to Nashville because that's where Todd Snyder lived and that's where huh. John Prine lived right. and that's where <laughs> Guy Clark lived and yeah. all of these people that I just think write the best songs you know a lot of them seem to live there and you know and newer you know jason isbell and all those kind of guys as well right. you know i'm really great i yeah. hold them up in the same places as, as those um as those aforementioned folks so mm-hmm. uh, you know i just wanted to be in a place where i was going to get my butt kicked, you know, where I was going to yeah. get my butt handed to me over and over and over again because mm-hmm. that's what mm-hmm. happened when I came to New York and, you know, I wouldn't have, when I first got to New York there was, I wasn't even close enough to, I wasn't even anywhere close to being good enough to play with, you know, the New York Dolls or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But a- after being there for seven years and, and getting better because, you know, there were all these people around who were really good who we're willing to take the time with somebody like me that that was ambitious about it and wanted to do it and sit down and say, look, man, you know, here's what you need to have together and here's how you need to have it together and all that kind of stuff. And, um, you know, that's why I came to Nashville for the same, you know, the same reasons that I moved to New York. I just wanted to go where I thought the best people were doing the thing that I wanted to do, you know?
0: (laughs) Yep. I, I'm uh, involved with a Southeastern International Film Festival which Holly and I judge and I'm involved with my partner Yeah. and it's going to be in Nashville in May but what we're doing in May is we're going to have art music and film there and I hope if you're down there you could participate at the time of our film festival, Aaron you know? That That would be so cool to get him
1: down there and get him to play Yeah,
0: Yeah, I love it (laughs) You and I were
1: talking about that and I want to bring a I want to bring somebody else um, there, too, that we talked about. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's really cool. And you know what? This film festival is really – I'm really honored to be able to be a, a judge again for the second year. And uh, there's some really great film that's being um, brought into
0: this. Uh,
1: tell everybody a little bit about that, Spence.
0: Well, it, we, the Lee Stewart is the founder, and Judith and I are on the board, and we have really cool judges sort of – judges that are not like the usual. It's kind sort of like a la type judging with writers or even artists and photographers. And people have visual minds and filmmakers to judge the films. We have over 2,000 films, by the way, worldwide, indie, indie movies, and we're trying to expose new film. And we find that Nashville has a film festival, but it's kind of bland. And so yeah. people are coming to us now because... We're kind of cutting edge, to tell you the truth, and we're trying to bring in really cool stuff. Great so,
1: submissions. Yeah, yeah we're going to be there
0: submission. every year, you know, and um, you know, and uh, I think the May thing will be really cool because it's kind of like South by Southwest, where we have different art, we have music, we will have film, you know, that type of integration, and um, hopefully, have musicians down there be part of it. You know, that's what we're planning. You know, and I think sure. it's still good for the culture and. the – We're trying to bring film. We bring. We've already brought film into Atlanta. We're planning on Florida and uh, the south, the southeast version of it. You know, so uh, we're Mm -hmm. trying to do good things. Good things and expose people to good things, literally in the culture. That sounds like a lot of fun
1: and a really cool.
0: Yeah, it's going Aaron, to
1: be cool, you would, man. You would love. You would, you would be blown away with some of the films or part of this film festival. Yeah. It probably inspire you a lot with your music and with your writing. I know you do a lot of writing and I want to ask you a little bit about that. Um Do you find um when you're writing that you're a lot of this a lot of the songs and a lot of the things that you're that you write about are from your own personal experiences or are they just things that you um are hoping and wishing for or thinking about? Where do they come from? Um,
2: they kind of come from a lot of different places, but most of most, it's mostly rooted in um, you know just wanting to try and figure out how to be a better person. I guess <laughs> um, you know I I I think I've struggled a lot throughout my life with wrestling with the idea of like whether or not I felt like that, you know, or or whether mm-hmm. or not I should whether or not I was justified to feel that way. Um so, you know, the songs thing, you know, like Billy Joe Schaefer says, it's it's the cheapest therapist there is and that's true
3: um
2: on a lot of levels. So, you know, uh-huh. I write I write um I write to to, you know, put myself in a better place and You know, I go out there and sing it for people too. So I guess I'm, you know, I'm writing somewhat with the hopes that maybe it'll put them in a a better place too, if they,
0: you know, if they're
2: relating to the same thing that I'm writing about or whatever. I guess. Do do
0: you ever think about doing soundtracks for film?
2: You know, I've done. I did do one actually. uh, My friend Harry Greenberger uh, from New York there, uh, who uh used to guitar tech for jesse mallon and some other folks there in town um but he's uh he's a filmmaker and uh and he made a he made his first movie um this past year um and asked me uh if i would uh write some music jesse. for it which i did uh, both um <laughs> instrumental and uh um you know, music with words or whatever. Um, So it was kind of fun. I'd never done anything like that before, but I really enjoyed the process of... of I didn't get to see the movie at all before I wrote it. All I got to do was read the script. Um, Uh, I'll
0: tell you something that's really interesting. A lot of musicians that I circulate with, they're always thinking about doing soundtracks. That's one thing they... Like Chris Stein was talking about uh, taking the songs off and just the instrumental part, you know what I mean? Just dealing with sure. soundtrack and film. You know, it's very it's becoming a, a big thing, especially with indie film where they want to create it's so creative, you know, and they want really cool soundtracks, you know what I'm saying?
2: Yeah, totally.
0: You know?
1: You know, um Spencer, um I wanna say here really quick, first of all, um we had Jesse Mallon on our show, Aaron and yep. uh, oh, cool. he's really cool. And so, yeah. yeah, Jesse's a really cool cat. And also what I wanted to say was, I don't know if Spencer saw that interview on YouTube that I saw last night, but I kind of want to revisit some of those questions that that um, interview interview person <laughs> was asking you. <laughs> sure. Let's talk about your fruit. <laughs> <laughs> talk about the well movie. you know what Especially that what that was going to see this video
0: really i got to <laughs> Tell us about that, that you
1: interview before. it's my, friend, funny as, my oh my god it's funny <laughs>
2: my friend jp olson uh works uh-huh. for uh, H- hbo um sonic uh-huh. highways is one of the shows that he does um amongst other ones but um he's also a very fine songwriter in fact um he grew up in the same he's older than i am um but he grew up in the same town that i grew up in in ohio and used to have a band called the beatkeepers and my favorite song um off the beatkeepers record is a song called in the blazes which is actually what i named my record after oh wow cool um but um but jp um just called me up i was playing in new york uh at rockwood too and jp called me up and said hey man um, do you want to come uh over to the house for a little bit? And I was just thinking we were gonna visit or something. And then when I got there he had uh a whole room set up with cameras and stuff, like it was a sixty minute style interview and that, that lovely young lady oh, that, that interviews was... me, um, oh, who's from funny. Russia, it was a journalism student of his. Um, and uh and so I didn't even you know, it was totally unscripted. I didn't I had no idea what the questions were. <laughs> I didn't know I was an interview until i showed up at his house and uh (laughs) and so they just they just sat me down and and started firing away uh all these crazy questions um and uh i just kind of i just kind of answered them but i I, you know it was kind of like it was a little bit of a of a jab at the the kind of things that we all have to go through every time you you put out a record but also you know just to kind of Say that you know it's not any more or less silly than anything else that anybody else has to do.
1: You know, it is. So it's it was all... so funny, though. I mean, some of the well, questions like talking about your fruit and then talking, asking you what prison taught you, um, and all that stuff. It was funny. <laughs> yeah. It's like all these thank made you. up questions that he and you rolled with the punches. You were funny, well,
0: <laughs> you were thanks.
1: so funny.
0: Jesus. Thank
3: you. Oh, man. I
0: did my best. That's just, well, you, you, do what be you, supposed, you do what you're supposed to be doing. You do what you're supposed to be doing, you know? Yeah. No,
1: totally. I think, I think and we, we, wanna, I think we wanna has a
0: funny way this, of, of uh, helping you land here.
1: It was so funny. And um, we want to we wanna thank you so much for being here today. And I know we're going to do um, – Spencer and I do this thing. We mm-hmm. haven't done it in a while. It's called Pop Culture News. Do you want to be part of that today, or did you want to, did you want, oh, my God. Yeah, well, you're going to love, you're going to love our little song that we go into. Um, Again, Aaron, um, I want to give your website out. Again, it's A-A-R-O-N-L-E-E-T-A-S-J-A-N.com. And if you missed the beginning of the show, again, it'll be available on iTunes afterwards and on demand on Red Velvet Media Blog Talk rating right under the Indie Cafe with myself and Spencer Drake. And also, we want to say to everyone out there listening, uh, thank you. Make sure you stay on because we're going to go into some pop culture news, and this is going to be really fun because we're going to hear about all the parties and all the different things that uh, I know Spencer's been very, very busy. Um, <laughs> 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 and... Uh, um, I don't, we, you know, it's pretty funny, um, but it's, it's, he's got to have some really fun things. So you want to, you want to stay on for that, Aaron? Cause it's, it's kind of fun.
2: Man, so I really wish, one. I really wish that I could, but I actually need to get to a sound check. Um, I'm about, Ooh, I'm playing right. the Lupin Box dance hall Hey, have a good one, man.
0: With, have a good with one. Great okay. Wiley.
2: But, yeah, but
3: thank
0: have you a so good much one. for the invite And Aaron. give me a rain check on that for sure Yeah, Listen, we'll have you back when you do your new album, alright? I do, all right. I want to have so him back
1: on And, Aaron, I'm going to send you an email And I'm going to have you um, connect with some friends of mine, okay?
2: Cool
3: That, that, that are in your great. area Excellent.
1: Yeah, I think that you'd really love Kelsey and Shane They'd be really cool people to talk to and hang out with Right on Yep All right. Okay, and with that, we're going to say goodbye to you, and we're going to say, well, we're not goodbye. We're going to say we'll see you soon, and and make sure to go to Aaron's website, and he's also on Facebook. He's on Twitter. Are you on Instagram too, Aaron? I sure am. Oh, cool. Okay, so you're on Instagram. And uh, if you want to pick up the new CD, again, it's a very cool CD, Um, Aaron Lee. And uh, let's see here, I'm looking at the CD itself, In the Blazes, it's an awesome CD, it's got some really cool tracks on it, and we're going to end our show today with another song really quickly, why don't you tell us about Lucinda's Room, that song, and then we'll, and oh, then I I'll let that. you do your soundtrack. Yeah, I love Lucinda's that. Room, Thank you. with that. Love
2: tell
3: it. me yeah, about that it's, song.
2: It's a song about a song, actually, um, which I have two songs on the record that are like that um I have a song called East Nashville song about a train that's a song about train songs um but uh the the uh The the Lucinda's Room song is a song about uh, this song that Lucinda Williams wrote called Drunken Angel, which is uh, Mm -hmm. a song that she wrote as a tribute to her friend Blaze Foley, who wrote If I Could Only Fly, which was recorded by Willie Nelson and Merle Haggard. He also wrote Clay Pigeons, which John Prine recorded. Um, But he's got several um, really brilliant uh, songs. One of my favorites of his is a song called Good Cheese – Good – Big cheeseburgers and good french fries uh a fantastic song um blaze Foley was kind of like a like a crazy underground character um and phenomenal songwriter in Austin, Texas in the nineteen eighties uh it was He was very good close friends with Gurf Morlicks uh, who helped produce a lot of his records um and uh blaze unfortunately um had just kind of too big of a heart. And the way that he passed away um, at the age of, I want to say, maybe 38 or so, somewhere around there, he was defending an old man that he used to play cards with who lived in his neighborhood. The guy's name was Concho. And Concho's son used to come around Concho's house and steal his Social Security check
3: and use it
2: to buy drugs. And Blaze decided he was not going to let that kid do that. Yeah. So the first, uh-huh. so one time the kid came over to try and take Concho's check, and Blaze beat him up and, oh my God. and kicked his butt out on the front lawn. And then Blaze was playing cards with Concho a couple of weeks later, and the kid came back and tried to take it. And Blaze went to go after him, and the kid pulled out a gun and shot Blaze.
0: Oh, my God. And oh, wow. that's how he died.
2: Defending that's an crazy. old guy that he didn't even really know that he was just a friend of his from the neighborhood, you know. That's an incredible his, story. You know, he was, he Blaze Foley, I think, was an incredible guy. And yeah. and so the so I was staying in this hotel room in Portland that was themed. All the different hotel rooms in Portland were themed musician hotel rooms. And I just happened to get the Drunken Angel room. And so, while I was staying in that room, I was thinking about Lucinda, and I was thinking about Blaze, and I was thinking about that song and uh you know all of that just came out because i you know Lucinda Williams is another one to me who is you know as as celebrated as she is, and she's very celebrated in the in the in the crowds that I run in yeah. um but but she, but in my opinion, she should be way more celebrated than she is. I just think she, to me, she's you know like Guy Clark or John Prine. She's one of those songwriters that rises and sets the sun for me.
0: Yeah, she's very well, iconic. She's very iconic, and if you know people in the music business that um, people like I know and sure Holly knows, she's very respected. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, there are people. There are you know I agree with you. There are people like that that are very underrated. I call it and. They deserve more, uh, you know, accreditation. As a, and I yeah. totally agree with you. And there are musicians like that that have. Uh, I mean, Leslie West is one of the great guitarists. Sure. And and, and he's promou- underrated. Totally. I'm- I, totally underrated. Right. You know. I'm yeah, just giving one Examples. You know. Right. So it's like uh, I totally agree with you, and There's there are people in the music business that deserve. I mean, everybody knows Leonard Cohen. He's a music guy. No problem right. with Leonard Cohen. But it seems like you go into these other phases of people, and you know they're great, but they don't... It's like Danny Harvey, for instance, to me. I mean, he's known, but, you know, he he the charisma is amazing. He plays with all the greats, and you know this. But, you know, I even think he needs an upper level, right? You know what I mean?
3: Yeah, absolutely. An upper
0: level for what he does and who he is and and where he's, where he's all at. But, you know, you really... The music people in the business will know this, like you do or I do or Holly knows that. But... It's like when you get on the outside, it's this whole other world, you know, right? And you've got to push the shove to get. And we we work with Joseph Arthur, who we think are a genius. And Joseph, I've been with for yeah, years. Yeah, he's amazing. He's a genius, discovered by Peter Gabriel, mm-hmm. who Reed was at his, to sign him with with Peter. And the guy is incredible, but, you know, he doesn't have that level. You know, it's like I, I know you're he's a very down musician. to earth.
3: He's very Very down-to-earth, but a a great musician
0: and incredible guitarist. Mm -hmm. That's the other thing he's underrated. He's an incredible guitarist. And so it's like what we're talking about, right, Aaron? It's what what we're talking about. It's about keeping
1: it real, Spencer. It's about keeping it real and being humble.
0: Yeah, you know, one. Yeah, you know, uh, the other example. This is like a grain of sand on the beach. But John Hyatt. Whenever John Hyatt plays, he's always playing with a musician that's unbelievable. You know, it's like
3: yeah, he's
0: some young right. You've seen John Hyatt. I mean, incredible musician. I see in New York playing with him. Don't know who he is. You know, people. I don't. I you know, sometimes I don't even know who he is. But but he is great, and he plays yeah. from Nashville wherever. But he's a great musician, and there there are people like this that. Uh, totally, I say to myself, you know, they've got to be well – they've got to be known, right? Sure, yeah. Oh, known. absolutely. No, I agree. That's what yeah, the
1: platform is for, too. It's really to get it out there. And I know that you have to get your soundtrack, and Spencer and I could go on forever and ever and ever Yeah, right, we go
0: on forever, exactly right.
1: Uh, <laughs> we're going to – I know. So, Aaron, I'm sorry we kind of, like, sidewind you there a little bit. I wanted to know more about Lucinda's room. Bencher, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off, but I know he's got to go to his sound check, too. Yeah, okay. Um, but uh, did you guys want to say anything else before we go to Indy? <laughs> I mean, not Indy. No, and our, just we're, okay. we're okay. Talk we're okay. Cool. We're cool.
0: We're cool. Thanks no, so I'm much sorry, for having Spencer, me. No, I'm sorry, Spencer, I didn't mean to
1: disrespect it. you. I was no, just no, trying no, not at all, dear. Let no, him... no, no, it's cool. No, everything's
0: no, cool. <laughs> everything's great.
1: When it comes to music, we're both get we very passionate about Aaron. And yeah,
0: exactly. We can go yeah. off
1: on on things, and we <laughs> um we both love new musicians and new music and, and anything new that's coming up. So thank you so well, much. We're, thank you. We're really appreciate grateful it. that you're
0: here. Thanks a lot, bro. Thanks a lot. Thanks, good luck, tonight. appreciate it, man. Yeah, love you guys.
1: Have a night. You. And, and the have show will night. end with your song. So, for everyone listening, cool. it will be there. And I'll okay? have the a good night. Room. Sounds
3: good, man.
1: Slipper <laughs> room, I'll see you
3: there. The slipper room. The slipper room. I want to be there. Okay. Okay. I should go.
1: Yeah, we okay.
0: should. Playing. I will.
1: All right. It's good. Aaron left. Aaron's gone. Aaron left the building.
0: <laughs> Aaron left the building. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, so wait a minute. We're going to go into pop culture news and. Um, <laughs> Spencer,
0: God.
1: <laughs> okay, we're going to Okay. <laughs> we're going to go. No, it's cool. That we're is gonna a gonna great line, year.
0: Holly. I'm telling you. What? That's an Elvis Just, line. It's, it's the, the greatest move. line you pulled. Oh, I love it. He Aaron left the building. Left... I love it. This is <laughs> so cool.
1: <laughs> Aaron. Oh, my God. And Elvis' middle name was Aaron.
0: That's right. Oh, my God. Unbelievable. Oh, Great call, Holly!
1: I got a real great quick call. story before we go into pop culture, listen to this when <laughs> I was younger i got I was got used to get teased about my name, Holly, you know, especially around really? holidays. Oh, Holly, Dolly,
0: the Holly jolly,
1: oh, Christmas, the Holly, whatever, yeah, oh, but, you know, I fell in love with the name Aaron, and it was because really? I had seen it, yeah, and I was going to I came home That's and so I told cool. my mom I said, I want to change my name, <laughs> and she goes to what I said, Aaron. Uh, And I said, because I just like that name. And, you know, then she kind of told me her sad story about how she dreamed her whole entire life on having a daughter. And she was going to name her Holly. And if she had a second one, she'd name her Heather. So, okay. I I know. Okay. So I didn't change my name, obviously. And you know what? Aaron, Aaron
0: Aaron Zick says hello. Aaron Zick says Hello.
1: Hey, Aaron. You know, that's yeah, my old gonna, ego, that name, Aaron. He's going to be a father. Aaron, he's going to be I a like father, that.
0: Holly. He's going to be a father.
1: I know that. That's crazy.
0: I know. That's crazy.
1: Know. Yeah. And wait, who's going to be a father? Which one?
0: Aaron Cicca uh, has. Well, there's two of them. There's Steve Conte. I met his wife Steve last night. Conte. Steve Conti. Steve Conti mm-hmm. and his wife I met last night. Yeah, she's going to come around January 1st
1: and, and then you
0: got Aaron Zick He's going to be A father around December oh my 21st
1: Isn't
0: that incredible? Wow Christmas
1: babies
0: Right exactly <laughs> hey,
1: We're going to go to we're going, to we're going to go to Pop Culture News And we're going to Play our song Our song Yeah This is, this is Spencer's And my song And I dance From right, the room When our the song's song. on so right. Here we go Here we go <laughs> Yeah
3: Yeah <laughs> Who wants your papers? paper? <laughs> Who wants your guns? good? Who wants love your yeah. papers? paper? Nobody in the world. <laughs> Yes, <laughs>
0: To be something right?
1: He is something already.
0: Is something already? He's going to be bigger.
1: Yeah.
0: So anyway, I'll That's go over I the know. news. Uh, Richard yep. Lloyd, famous Richard Lloyd from mm-hmm. television, played at the Barry Electric. That was a great show with an incredible nice. uh, pop, uh, punk group called New York Junk with Cynthia Ross, and <laughs> I was at mm-hmm. that. That was a great show. And the Pop Gallery had, which I wish you could have came to, the, a Grateful Dead photographs by Roberto Rabane, who will be on our show. And he's an uh-huh. incredible photographer. And the shots, Holly, are pictures that you don't normally see of the dead. You know, And it's a, it's a great um, gallery show at Pop Gallery in Soho. Um, Marcus Dobby was at the Cutting Room, the musician Marcus Stabi, and we all know him as a famous artiste. And he'll be on our show on his birthday, which was November 27th, on our show. Oh, cool.
3: Yeah, uh, right Shepard Ferry, uh, the great
0: artist, had an opening, and we had him in our Rock Post, a book profile years ago. Um, he had an opening at Pace, and the next day he had a book signing with Chris Stein, uh, which we know, um, in New York. And Roddy Bagwai went to the opening at MoMA for his uh, Taken by Storm, amazing film on Storm Thorgerson. And he's coming out with a Sid Barrett film next year. So that should be interesting. Mick Rock in it interviewed with Pink Floyd. How do you like that one? Yeah, I can't wait to have Mick on the show.
1: I know yeah, he's so been Mick, really that's a really good Yeah, so Mick, that's a film like we should look
0: for. Uh, yeah, that's a film, mm-hmm. you know, it's going to be really interesting. And um, his producer, I'm trying to get on the show, by the way, Orrin Williams, uh, produced that the famous uh, Joy Division film called Control, which is a very mm-hmm. uh, incredible. Film if you ever saw it, um, and then we we know you and I know about the Mick Rock had an incredible book signing in L.A. Henry Diltz yeah had the Lucy Award our friend Henry Diltz from Marston Hotel got was honored with what, what they call the Lucy Award famous photographer award and um, the shows that are coming up which I think are really interesting uh, Aaron Lee at the Slipper Room November nineteenth Willie Nile at Highline November twentieth. Robert Hitchcock's coming up at City Winery uh, December 16th. Here's a show. Are you ready for this? Jerry Lee Lewis at B.B. B. King's. That's hot.
1: Oh, nice.
0: And Joseph, our that friend Joseph really Arthur, cool. our soul brother, is going to be January 1st every year at City Winery. And that's kind of like the catch-up news, what's happening here, you know.
1: Yeah, no, Plus, I want to definitely, you know, big up um the uh City Winery in Napa. They're going to be open till January, so there's a lot of really cool things whoa. happening there. So, yeah, they
0: got to have some stuff there, right? Good musicians playing and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah,
1: they're amazing. It's really sad oh. because um it's the it's the Napa Valley um Opera House and uh oh, it's really? kind of sad that that's happening, but um yeah, you know, Napa just wasn't Ready for that, but I think San Francisco is, and you know, they're in Nashville, which is one of our favorite places to go to, but um, on West Coast, see, Spencer and I have a bi-coastal relationship, he's on the East Coast, I'm on the West Coast, we kind of like, get it. We we, we take over the
0: country now. Uh, We work our way into the Midwest, Holly. Oh, no, I'm
1: already into Europe, baby. I'm already into Europe. Europe. All right. I just want to say, really, um, we're sending um, all our our love and (sighs) prayers to everyone in Paris right now, okay? We want to. I think that's really important because it's. it's well, what is kind the scoop? What's
0: the, what's the specifics on the scoop that you got? The specifics of well, it.
1: Well, the deal is, is that um, there was a bomb that went off somewhere, oh and my God. Uh, I don't know all. I don't know all the specifics yet. I'm going to only look. Let me look. Yeah, it was pretty It's
0: interesting. It's
1: pretty intense. Oh my God. And you know we're on we are on high alert right now, but I don't even want to go into that cuz it's like yeah, crazy, right. but haven't. Um they took over 100 hostages, which is really sad. Um I don't at know a concert, if they're right?
0: You're telling me at a concert? Uh, no, it
1: was at a concert hall. They oh started my God. shooting from the streets. Um Wow. I don't really know all the details. It just says that they um there were three co- and this is what's funny is they always coordinate these attacks. They always have one go off one place and then another one go off somewhere else. Um there were three coordinated terror attacks. Um mm. and so they closed the borders to France right now. Wow. And so um they say that the attacks were you know, this is not pop culture news, guys, but this is like breaking news. This is something right. really important, and for a lot definitely, of people that yep. are at work and maybe don't know about it yet, but um, they said that they believe that they were two suicide bombers. Mm-hmm. Um, which one, which detonated near the city's uh, State de France, which is the soccer stadium where the French and oh German god. national teams were playing in a match. Oh my and god! And then, um, then there were a lot of people um there and also in um a restaurant as well. Oh my uh God. in the city's fashionable tent district. Um and somebody was supposedly saying this is for Syria and they sprayed gunfire at the place and then uh Whoa. then there were a couple other things. Um but the hostage stuff happened um, supposedly at the concert hall where the Eagles played um and uh, there were some journalists and stuff inside there, and he was telling a lot of people what ha- what happened. And he said right. that several armed men came into the concert. He said two or three men not wearing masks came in, which looked like they fired blindly on the crowd. And uh,
0: Jesus Christ. It was pretty,
1: it was pretty sad. So yeah.
0: people, killed, you know, people killed there? People killed? There?
1: Uh, yeah, a lot. Unfortunately, like quite a yeah. few. Yeah, that's the sad part. But on the lighter the lighter side of everything, um we have in my area it's still harvest time, I know. It's how, that was how great. can you go from that to that. But it's still oh, harvest time here. There's a lot of different good. um you know, indie concerts going on, you know, at the different places, a lot of uh people people playing in the city, a lot of jazz, a lot of people playing locally. Also, there's a lot of film coming out. You know, we've got the Napa Valley um, Film Festival going on right now, which I actually mailed you the program to. Yeah,
3: cool, Ben. And um, (laughs) oh wait, I
1: want to see how much time we have left. Shoot, I didn't even look at that. Hold on a second. (gasps) Okay. Okay. No, no, no. We have time. We have time. I just wanted to make so, sure I wasn't – too didn't cut us off. But, um, where, yeah, where did what were you going to say? do the film
0: festival, Holly? Do they have it in a the theater there? Do they have, like, a theater in Napa Valley where it's they do the film? It's all
1: over, and what's really cool about it, the Napa Valley – I'm bringing it up just so I can give you a little more info oh, yeah, on yeah, it. Um, yeah. What's really cool about the Napa Valley Film Festival – um, is it also ha- happens, it's, it's like, got a schedule. There's press. There's You can submit your tickets. Mm-hmm. Um, Napa Valley Film Festival, it's in Yountville. Um, usually it's from 10 to 6. And they do different places. And what's really cool is they infuse a lot of the local foods and stuff. Really? So it's five days. This year they um, were doing celebrity tributes to um, John Travolta, and wow. um, a couple of different wow. people, yeah. Every year it's somebody different. You know what I mean? It's like yeah, um, it's
0: cool. Yeah, that's really great. And
1: this year it's it's kind of interesting, and also there's you know a lot of wine tasting, obviously. Um, yeah, so
0: they, yeah, right, so they coordinated with the wine vineyards, right? And it's all festival.
1: walkable, and they're all walkable villages. Really? Instead of wow, that's These little that's villages,
0: cool. so oh God, it's great. like
1: 300 plus filmmakers and film industry guests, 150 wineries, 30 chefs, and culinary mm-hmm. um, demonstrations are going on during the uh, film festival, which is kind of cool, but, um. Yeah, you know, Napa Valley Film Festival is always really fun. Um, it's been, um, you know, we've, we've got a lot going on here right now. And also besides it just being harvest time, you know, it's also we're coming into the season where, you know, a lot of good wine is coming out. Um, I mm-hmm. don't drink, but, um, you know, but the wine itself, you know, just from seeing the way that it's processed and harvested, from all my friends cuz of the Vintner association i've seen it it's pretty interesting how they do it and uh true. you know it's uh they go out there they do the great pressing and it's really funny they'll stand there and they <laughs> They they put a shot of Jack Daniels in the uh, <laughs> wine gra in the in the juice from the grapes just to see really? what the grapes are going to wow, taste like. That yeah, that is so
0: cool. That is wild, man. And
1: then they throw them in the barrels and um, the oak barrels and put them away. And uh, it's
0: interesting oh, how cool. they do the
1: crushing and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but um, you know that's what's happening here? There's not like a, a lot, but you can feel it in the air. Like a lot, a lot is getting ready to you know take off. It's always really interesting around here. A lot of a lot of people yep. flying in and out. A lot of little right. small airports, private airports. Um, and, you know, I just want to also say really quickly when we're on the air, um, also I want to uh, thank our friend Carol Kay from Chaos Productions for mailing us all the amazing things that she's been mailing us.
0: Eric That's Clapton.
1: Nice, Carol. And yeah, we got Clapton. The Eric Clapton from Wimbledon. Incredible. Um, we got yeah, a lot of got,
0: DVDs. We got Rolling Skinner. Stones. I mean, all kinds of stuff, you know, she's been sending us.
1: I, yeah, and I want to thank her on the air because she's really yeah. awesome. And she's, Rick, she's married to Ricky Burr, who's an, another amazing, accomplished musician.
0: So. Right, she's she's really a heavy hitter in PR, and she uh, deals with the Rolling Stones a lot of famous groups, and she, yeah. she's always and she's tied with Eagle Rock. So we get, so we get our, our our entertainment from there. So I mean, they have a group called Taste. I got a CD on. I mm-hmm. think you did really cool. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot. And, oh, how about Holly? What about the Frank Zappa? Frank Zappa CD. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. No,
1: no, no. The Frank Zappa. I mean, everything I've gotten so far. I want to thank you, Carol. Thank you. I said, I left you a message. I said it was like Christmas every week because something new would come. And, and <laughs> yeah, it I was. I, just... I did. I left her message. And she's just so, and her and her assistant, I want to thank both of them so much. They're so wonderful. Yep. And really. uh, yep. I know that that the holidays are ready to go off in new york too and i know a lot of really good music's going to be going on there but um what do we have coming up um next
0: we got a lot i mean we're gonna oh uh, listen today we got confirmation on the alan klein book for january 8th book
1: finally oh cool finally we just got got an email juice so
0: that's going to be a biggie because that's really a great book on alan klein that's ever been written Mm -hmm. and he's if anybody doesn't know out there he's involved with john lennon and a lot of famous people but mm-hmm. really big with john lennon and the stories and um and you get the whole inside of apple records and things like that but the book has a lot of great information and fred goodman wrote it and just a wonderful book that we both have and looking forward to that show uh, we got marcus mm-hmm. dobby this, uh november 27th on his birthday and Mm-hmm. A whole list of things coming up, you know, which are really cool, I, yeah, heard,
1: you know I want to apologize to everyone. I was going to I was doing a show with Tracy Stern, our friend Tracy, oh um, yeah, with How her was that? tea company, yeah, yeah, it was awesome, but what happened was the studio crashed um oh. there seemed to be some issues, yeah, oh, they sorry. were really stable, but there was an issue, so we're going to reschedule Tracy stern's tea. Show and we did have Ben on with Keep Cup, that was an amazing show. He oh, yeah, we called cup. you Spencer tea, for keep, your birthday, keep
0: right? Keep and cup. today's keep Friday
1: the 13th. So, I want everyone to go out there and make it the best you can and watch a scary movie or something or do something fun tonight, <laughs> right, right? And don't drink and drive, you know. Don't That's right live, guys. Yeah, it's like uh one of those weird there's a lot of weird energy in the air right now. Have not you noticed it?
0: Yeah, yeah, I know it's it's almost like mercury in retrograde but not quite, you know. It's like that. You're
1: one. the second person that said that, Kelsey. Really, that she, really wow. We were talking about it. We were saying we felt like it's Mercury retrograde, but she said it was the new moon and something about that. And we were talking. Yeah, and it's, it's different. I know. It's I know. My right? mom said something about that, too, about the new oh, moon. Cool. And uh yes yeah, interesting. But um, I want to um, wish everyone a wonderful weekend. And what are you doing this weekend? What do you have planned?
0: I, I, I'm just going to cool out. I've been partying out a little bit, going to events and. I'm just – Judith's going away to Boston, so we're not getting together until next week. But we just – I'm just cooling out, literally, so I could talk to you over the weekend. Maybe we get to – you know, on a weekend, we could talk.
1: Yeah, no, and and I'm checking right now to see. I think there's a new – I'm hoping the Hunger Games comes out this weekend because I have been waiting for the second half of the Hunger Games, and I think it's coming out this weekend. I'm looking – and also, I saw the new James Bond movie. It was amazing. It was really, wow. really good. I really, I really liked that. That was that was a really awesome, Excellent. awesome movie. The James Bond movie was great. Um, oh cool! Wow. Let's see. Wait wow. a minute. I'm looking here. Um, what's coming out today? Today. Um, I'm looking, and it looks like, and also, Peanuts movie's out. Um, Bridges, spies, some. I know that Marshall um our friend Marshall Terrell went to see Bridges Spies with Tom Hanks. He said that was a really good movie. Um
0: Yeah, you saw no, The Martian, right? Did you see The Martian?
1: No, I didn't. I haven't I seen heard that. that's
0: really good. I heard that is really good and I've got to see that.
1: And then I and then I heard it was overrated.
0: So I don't Really? Know. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay.
1: So I mean, no, 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 no. I mean, you know, whatever. But I did see Spectre, and a lot of people say it wasn't the greatest James Bond movie. But I'm going to tell you it was a really good movie. I liked it. You know what? I
0: love the early. You and I love the early James Bond ones, right? With uh, Mm -hmm. you know Sean Connery. Those are my favorite. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They never top those old ones, you know. (laughs) To me, I'm just that kind of guy. I don't know. I'm more the traditional. It's all Mm -hmm. high tech now with the speed chasing and everything. I like the I like the traditional old. Sean Connery movies, you know, with the, mm-hmm. the special special uh, zoom things at that time, which was pretty far out. But I like the Sean Connery old uh, James Bond. I'm always attracted to the old stuff. No,
1: know? those are awesome movies. But you know what's really cool about Spectre? If you go see it, yep. you'll have a okay. great
0: appreciation for
1: it because what okay. it is is it ties in Goldfinger, um, uh, oh, Doctor really? No, whatever, all the old movies. There's something from every part of the old old James Bond movies in this movie, and it ends with. Well, I'm not even going to tell anyone how it ends because it it just every part of every other James Bond movie. There's something there, even the white kitty cat from uh, Doctor No, I think, is in there. Really? So, wow! Yeah, you've got that. Hmm.
3: That's
1: a, cool. It's a great movie. But good. Um, I. I wanna see I wanna see Star Wars. Everybody's really hyped up for Star Wars and you know what? That comes really? out
0: on my birthday. It does. It on my birthday. Oh I love that one. That is really cool. Yeah, you know, Judith and I Judith and I saw the first Star Wars at the Groman Theater mm-hmm. in LA. Can you imagine this? When it opened it up? Yeah, and Thank it opened God. up at the Groman Theater in LA. That famous theater, right? I've never been there. I went there uh-huh. with Judith and we saw the first Star Wars there. Is <laughs> that, that I never forgot that, Holly. It's such an iconic wow. theater, you know. You know the Grand Chinese Grand Theater, mm-hmm. and you know mm-hmm. that was that's the thing that always in my mind in history. I mean, it's one of the great events that I went there and saw that, and then you see the stars on the sidewalk, that whole thing. But it was really great. I mean, I'm so glad I had that in my life, you know, at that theater, you know.
1: That experience, yeah. Yeah, no, it's, yeah. It's really. it's really cool. And you know, my first. My first really enjoyable 3D movie I saw was Avatar. I really enjoyed seeing Avatar. Oh, Avatar was was huge. I totally
0: agree with you. That is an awesome Mm. historical movie that was ever made in animation. Yeah.
1: James Cameron Rocks. And I can't wait for the second one. That's coming out next year.
0: Oh, really? They're doing a a second one. Oh, that's going to be hot. Oh, my God. That's going to be hot. That's going to be hot. I know.
1: So we've got Hunger Games, which I can't wait for. And uh, you know, oh, you know, because I've got one of the um, Mockingjay pins. I've got one. I've got actually two Mockingjay pins that were made from the actual um, press pressing from when they made them. They made about fifteen or twenty of them, and really? I have two
0: of them. Wow.
1: Yep. Yeah, from this, from the same molding and casting, and so I've got wow, two. Wow,
0: that's incredible!
1: And uh, they're kind of like very. I, I keep them; they're really special to me. And then uh, I can't wait to see that. And then, of course, obviously Star Wars, and I don't know. There's some other really good movies coming it, out. I don't but, know if I
0: ever told you this. Uh, this is good. No, what? Uh, what? A, a Native American Indian sent me this. I, I never, and I have it in my house. So you won't believe it. it's oh, one of the arrows. A the arrow. The arrow. Yeah, no, it's actually hey. the arrow made for the uh, Lonesome right. Dove and uh, Dancing with the Wolves, um, and oh. I still have it. And I, you know, it, it really frustrates me. I can't get in touch with the uh, the guy who made it, and he sent it to me, and he's got his name on it, but it doesn't register. In other words, when I go on email or internet, it doesn't click. So, ugh. it's kind of like I'd love to connect with this guy again. You know, he was like really an Let's amazing
1: person. Do- I'll
0: do some investigation for you. You know me; I like to do investigations and find oh, yeah? out things. Oh yeah! Wow! I'd love to connect <laughs> with him. <laughs> well, if you money, could. It, it, he's go. the man who made the arrows for the two movies, *Lonesome Dove* That's and Dance amazing. Of the
3: World. I You're know. you are lucky and, to
0: have that. I know it, and the, you know it's amazing. It's it's just the it's the feathers at the end, the way they're designed. It's I can't even explain mm-hmm. it like an art thing. But you know that's the way they did it, and the arrowhead has that metal. It's made of metal. You know, it slid into the wood. But the the the, mm-hmm. feathers are the thing at the end—that's the thing, Holly. They're 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 designed a certain way with colors. Oh my God, it's unreal. I mean, that's
3: what—that's that's what it's
0: all about. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean it was like really mm-hmm. wild. Uh, but anyway I'd I'd love to connect with that guy. I've always tried, I can't connect with him. Wow.
1: Yeah. Let me find out let me do some research on that. And I wanna thank everyone for listening today again. It was a special edition of the Indie Cafe on Red Velvet Media. Mm-hmm. And uh if you missed it you can catch it on iTunes afterwards. I hate to keep saying that, but you know a lot of people Gotta tune in and yep. out and they don't know. But um, yep. Make sure to check out what we have coming up. We've got a great lineup coming up for the holidays. Um, Again, um, I'll be doing my Christmas Eve show that I normally do. Um, Unfortunately, the author that I usually read Twas the Night Before Christmas with Janet Elaine Smith has um, gone on to um, a better world. And um, we will be doing, um, I'll be doing it, Maybe with, uh, who knows who I'm going to be doing it with this year? Well, listen, It'll be a you surprise.
0: Know have, you know, we got, um, we got the Jesse Froman oh. book and I got the Frank Sinatra 100 book. I hope you receive them. Yep. Tell when you. Those are awesome books. I that's can't another wait. show oh, I have yeah, with Jesse. That's
1: great. Right. i got to go
0: get that. i got to go get my mail. Yep, yeah. I've got a go bunch of mail, mail to and pick up. Get back to me, definitely, darling. All right.
1: I will. And for everyone who's oh, watching. wait you see again. the Frank
0: Sinatra book. You're going to be bold. The Frank Sinatra book. Is Which one? The one
1: I just got? The one I got? No,
0: it's Frank Sinatra. Oh. No, this is another one. It's called Frank Sinatra 100. It's the same publisher, believe, James mm-hmm. Hudson, as Jesse Froman. So you're going to get two books I at once. To... But with awesome. the Frank Sinatra book, i got to tell you about this. It's like very young to when he died and photographs mm-hmm. of that whole era. It's never been done before. You're going to love it. Well I photos. can't
1: wait till we do the interview with the book that I already have because in the yeah, back in the yeah, end. Exactly. No, in the beginning what was so yep. cool was and there's a lot there was a lot to Frank that a lot of people didn't know. And um we'll talk about that on the interview, but I thought it was very interesting when he passed um when he was passing mm. he it said in the beginning that he hired a goon. Those were the words. Um, to sit in his room with um to walk watch over him and um his mother had already passed away and unfortunately I'm not gonna give too much away, but his mother and his aunt were on their way to Vegas to see him play and they, their plane crashed and he lost his that's mother right. on, yeah, that's on a, the way. That's yeah.
0: Unbelievable. But that is unreal he said
1: that in the book, in the beginning of the book it talked about him when he was, you know, crossing over and uh, he was in his room, he hired somebody to watch over him and Tell his mm. mother to quit hovering over him because they said his mother was, he said he kept seeing his mother sitting in the chair next to his bed. So, oh, that yeah, came wow. and yeah, Yeah, but that, yeah, that so that's what we yeah. have to look forward to, guys. Yeah, a lot of really cool great stories. stories.
0: The book has great stories. Mm-hmm. Yes, definitely. So, for everyone listening, make it a good Friday. Um,
1: hold Paris in light. City of Light, hold it in light. Mhm. And, uh, with you, Spence, I wish you a really wonderful weekend, and um, I'm going to chill too. this weekend. And you, too. We'll be talking.
0: And, we'll be talking. We'll be talking. Of
1: course. And we're going to end ah. our show today with Lucinda's Room, the song that we talked about.
3: Beautiful song. And
1: uh, this oh. is, again, Aaron Lee, uh, Taz Jan's. Taz Jan. That's how you say it. Taz Tazjan. Taz Isn't that a cool name? Yeah. I, I should know. It's wild. Him where that came from. I forgot to oh, ask yeah. him about his background That's right. It's, yeah, yeah oh, well. but that's such a cool name It's yeah. almost Armenian anyway, or something. Yeah. I know that's what I thought too But you know what, I don't think so
0: Okay, Maybe,
1: cool. who knows, maybe that's a stage yeah. name But we're going to end with Lucinda's room And for everyone listening again, thank you so much uh, um, Have a great weekend And with that Here we go Rock out cool. Here you go, Rock son. out
3: Out of town, somewhere far away, to lay my weary head back down and take in yesterday. There's an empty glass with dried red wine stuck around the top, and a couple empty bottles, cause some things never stop. Angel, how'd you get so lonely? How'd you write those songs that made me cry? Sing one dance for your old friend blissfully It makes me think some folks should never die I've new in the room and wake up every morning at the crack of noon. I I haven't never said a thing They can love you so damn hard It's like a hurricane They can love you so damn good Cause it takes away the pain I've seen Yeah. one